There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh. It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Mm. Pico de gallo. Purple cabbage. And new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay. With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. I could not be more excited about this new addition to the Forever Dog Podcast Network. They are our sisters. They are our Judies. It's Ugh. Sydney Washington and Marie Faustin, and the unofficial expert is now on Forever Dog Podcast Network, and you are gagged. We're so, so, so thrilled, and you are gagged. You are you are, listener. Yeah, I'm talking to you driving your car, you on the subway, you washing your goddamn dish. Oh, God. You're, 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 you're really coming for the dishwashers, aren't you? Yeah. Sydney and Marie are truly like two of the most charismatic, charming, funny people. You can I could listen to them talk all day. If you love sex and dating podcasts, comedy podcasts, or forever dog podcasts, like Las Culturistas and Seek Treatment, you're going to love The Unofficial Expert. So basically what happens on The Unofficial Expert is Sydney and Marie will sit down with comedians and, you know, know people of note who claim to be experts in very specific fields like flirting porn daddy issues online dating cookouts stalking i went on and i was the hollywood expert nice and it's just they just shoot the shit about these things that they're experts in i went on i was the travel expert it was a a completely aimless conversation that still managed to be compelling we love aimless we love aimless uh sydney and marie are unapologetic exciting incredibly funny and you need to get to know them and their hilarious honest comedy asap yeah you probably heard their episode on Las Culturistas. It was so fun. So fun. And I think maybe we should even do some crossover episodes with them. Maybe trade oh, yeah. up the hosts a little bit, really shake this <gasps> shit up trade a little up bit. Hosts. I wow. love it. So subscribe to the unofficial expert right now at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
Oh, hi, it's Bowen here, and I have to, have to, have to tell you about our next I Don't Think So Honey live show here in New York as part of the Brooklyn Comedy Festival on September 22nd at 7 p.m. at Brooklyn Bazaar, 150 Greenpoint Avenue in Brooklyn. It's going to be so fun. Uh, The unofficial theme of this one is Legends All. We're doing some of, uh, we're doing all vets, basically, people who've done it before who have uh, really defined the form for what it is. Uh, It's going to be so fun. We're so excited. 50 comedians. And here's a first look at the lineup. We've got your legends. We've got your Larry Owens, your Anna Fabregas, your Catherine Cohens, Aaron Jacksons, Julio Torres's, Mitra Juhari's, Peter Smith, Francesca Ramsey, her first time doing it live. You cannot miss this. Oh, and Cola Scola, Dwayne Perkins, Sarah Tolomash, Pat Regan. Duh. It's going to be so, so, so fun. Again, that's September 22nd at 7 p.m. at Brooklyn Bazaar as part of the Brooklyn Comedy Festival. Can't wait. See you there. Forever. Dog. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh, culture? Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. And look at us, recording on Sunday, the Lord's Day. I asked HPJ, hot producer Joe, I said, do you normally come in on Sundays? He goes, yeah, basically. You come in every day, don't you? I, oh my God. We gotta, we gotta do like a little, I don't know, lifestyle clinic with, with Joe, because he, he's gotta like claim the time for himself and not. Yeah. Be this workaholic. Maybe we need to do a whole Patreon series, which is the life of Joe, <gasps> HPJ. And just really so the listeners can really get to see the, the a glimpse behind the man. Yes. Behind the hot facade. <laughs> and I want to say your desk looks fucking un- incredible. Oh, it's a Marie Kondo dream. You I cleaned that desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you got mm-hmm. on your hands and knees, didn't you? Is that a fridge down there? I haven't even seen that fridge. Fridge has been there. Fridge has been there all along. But you couldn't see it with all the clutter. Oh well. Um. But well, for, first of all, Terry Abel of New York Magazine loves hot producer content. This is hot producer content right here. But he's saying nothing. But he's saying nothing. It's okay. But just everyone, if you want to give Joe jo, uh, a little bit of um, I don't know, advice on on how to sort of like. Just, just, just self care. Maybe I don't know. We're in, we're in this moment now. We're... He doesn't need advice. He's got a thing in front of him that separates papers. What is that? Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a letter separator. It's well, a... that's incredible. I've never seen anything like this. Well, a letter separator separates well, one letter from all the other ones. Yeah, unbelievable, Joe. That is the function. You're a, well, you're a maniac. We have um, I we have like a really, really, really honorable it's guest. A, it's a big day. It's and a big I, day. It's a big and day. He's, he's laughing. He's chuckling. But... Chuckling along, and it's well, a... honorable. I like well, honorable, honorable is a good word. What else would you say? The honorable, it just the esteem. Like, you have the you. you... It sounds just like a like, like I'm an ex prime minister or, well, or, yeah, or, or, or a kung fu master. Sure, or but we attach the honorable. Or, or you know a judge. Yes, yes, yes. And here's the thing. I was gonna say two things. It's a big day. It's a big day for several reasons. One, we have this guest. Yes. Two, we're gonna go see this guest's show later on. Yes. Now say the title because I'm stupid and can't. Après le déluge. Oh, bitch. Uh, after Can the, you please say it? Please Après say. le déluge. <laughs> you got it. He did it's pretty, pretty close. Yeah, that's pretty I good. I have to believe in myself yeah, but you more. You practice before Scott. the podcast. That's true. That's but how many fair. times did I get it wrong before I got it right? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen, 18. 18. was 18. the number. Well, these. 
sweet. Dix-huit fois. Dix-huit fois. Dix-huit fois. I also want to say one thing. I want to brag about my best friend. Yeah, yeah. My best friend, Bowen Yang, is doing the monologues at Ascat tonight. Oh, I'm very And that's wonderful. It's fun. And then we're going to do that, and then we're going to go say Après le Deluge. Après le Deluge. The Buddy Cool Monologues at Joe's Pub. He just finished a great run of shows there this summer. Hopefully it comes back. But he's he's an old Joe's Pub Res. Old Joe's Pub Ho. Old Joe's Pub Ho. Ho's Pub. Ho's Pub. Joe Hoa. Joe Hoa. Joe Hoa. Yes, honey. He is, uh, God, he's just really kind of phenomenal. He's an honorable sketch comedy legend. Let's he's, just go ahead and say that from yes. the kids in the hall. From kids in the hall. Um, And, uh, you know, I, I would say, we'll talk about this. We, you and I wouldn't be doing any of what we would be we we would be doing without him. I truly not believe without this, this honorable the, one. Not right without here. this honorable one. Tell you. Uh, and he's also celebrating the re-release of his book, Buddy Babylon: The Autobiography. Yes, Buddy Babylon: The Autobiography. You of know the Buddy release Cole. went well when there's a re-release. When there's a re-release, they, I think they did it at Stonewall. That's they actually did. rule of culture number six. You, <laughs> you know, know the release went, went well when, when there's, there's a re-release. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, please check out his album. Not a fan. Uh, it is our honor to welcome the honorable. <laughs> Scott Thompson. Thank you very much. Well, it's an honor to be here. <laughs> oh, it really is. Now, here's the thing. So, look, growing up, I, I had like Saturday Night Live and Mad TV. Right. I didn't really have kids in the hall. Like, uh -huh. And in, in, in America, that wasn't really part of like my. My like, I guess, media diet would sure, you call sure. it, mm -hmm. but I've become familiar with it recently, and I have to say, I'm kind of happy I didn't grow up with it because I think I'd be overwhelmed right now. Really? Yeah, I think I would. <laughs> I think I really would. I think you're definitely honorable. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, Scott. Is I mean, Scott is just is is. I don't know. Just accept this. It is a legend. I is. I just is. I is. I is. I you just is what is. you is. And, you know, it's just, just, just being able to just, I don't know, see Buddy Cole sort of unfold and sort of develop over time during a time of your Andrew Dice Clays and your Eddie Murphy's just saying like horrendous things during the specter of AIDS. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it is, it is a significant sort of little locus in queer comedy, I think. So I don't know. It's it's it is an honor to have you. Um, yeah, you're so so you're in town, and then are you going back to LA after this? Yes, I am. Great, Absolutely. Great, great. Yeah. Or do you split your time between what LA and no Toronto? Oh, I lived Toronto. in Toronto for years, great. and then I went moved back uh, about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. just before Trump was elected. I went, oh, it's gonna get hot down get there. Sure. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm needed. So like you know what I mean? Like the Batman signal went out, and I yes. went, I'm yeah, going yeah, yeah. Back. Wow. What's the, what's the buddy? The BC was the BC. <laughs> yeah, it was BC. They need Buddy Cole. <laughs> like a, like a martini. Glass on the yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's the silver dollar, like uh, yes, uh, a, a thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so logo. now, do you think that Buddy has kind of stayed the same? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole what are the the premises of the show? It's twenty five years. Yeah. It's all about it's twenty three years. It's monologues written from the end of the kids in the hall. Yep. Après le déluge. Uh -huh. Déluge refers to the kids in the hall, which means flood. Mm -hmm. Deluge. Mm -hmm. So it's the flood, and then it's afterwards when Buddy was like. Tossed into the wilderness, yes. and so I kept writing, and I've always performed. Yeah, but you know, so they're like monologues from. So not, nothing's ever been on television, right, right? Right, right, right. And but the whole premise is the world changes drastically all the way around him. Yeah, but he doesn't budge an inch. Uh -huh. Yeah, no. The, and people say, "How does Buddy change?" And I go. Well, out of none. That's not the yeah. point. Why would a perfect character change? <laughs> he, was yes. he was actualized from the jump. Yeah. yeah. And even like, and also in terms of comedy, like it's almost like a, a hard and fast rule in comedy that 
comic characters don't really change. Mm-hmm. They don't really learn. And that's part yep. of what makes them so joyful to watch because human beings love to see people make the same mistakes over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Or with Buddy, they just love to see Buddy make the right choice yeah. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. But no, he hasn't. My I look he well, I look different, but the clothes are the, clothes same. Are the same. You know, he still wears this you know, he he has he found a timeless fashion. Yeah. Right. And he stuck to it. Does he smoke still? No, but he, there's a point in the show when in 1998 when Buddy um, when Buddy gets when his Buddy AIDS, gets the gay bar. Yeah, he, he stops smoking. There, but that was back before. But there is a period in the show when Buddy takes up. He, in 1998, Buddy tests negative for AIDS, uh-huh. and he decides, well, then I might as well start smoking again. <laughs> so, so I do start smoking again yeah, in yeah, the show. Yeah. Then I then I take and then I quit again on in, in, on stage. Were, nice, you, nice. were you involved heavily in the Buddy fashions? Very okay. So that was that came from you. Yes. All right. Every every single monologue had to have an outfit that was a kind of a a visual equivalent of what he was speaking about. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there were always signifiers in the outfits. I mean, you 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 know, I I tried to basically say, you know, the uh, the 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 basic um, shape of body is, you know, the the pants and the Uh shoes. No Mm -hmm. socks. You can't wear socks. Right. You know, and and the jacket, the smoking jacket. But we we went really far, and maybe. Maybe in a way we kind of went too far mm-hmm. in some some of the outfits. Like I mean, there was one modeled on the um, girl in the back of Export A cigarettes. That was a great look. <laughs> and then there was one where he had his nipples cut, the, the nipple yes, nipple yes, cut out. Yes. I was always looking for an excuse to showcase Buddy's nips. That, that was absolutely. that came Free from the you. nipple early. Yes, yes. But I worked very very careful uh, closely with Hillary Corbett, who was our costume designer. Uh-huh. And I think the best thing we ever made together, uh, well, what she ever made was the buddy cole outfit um girls of summer mm-hmm. when he when mm-hmm. he becomes the coach of the lesbians um softball mm-hmm. team. yes mm-hmm. once mm-hmm. again there was nipple cut sure, out. sure 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 but that was a great i mean yes yeah, so we were very involved and that's one of the things i like to do with this show once we we put it um into the shop for a few months uh-huh. i want to give it a bit more like i give it some visual excitement oh, yeah, you know? yeah it has visual excitement but i would like to i'd like it to subtly change for each monologue because there's 10 monologues and and maybe have little things on the outfits to kind of reflect the time around him because right. looking at him you're going to go what the fuck year are we yeah, in yeah I know exactly sure, sure, it's like sure. it's, 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 it's the year timeless but it's, it's the year timeless it's, isn't it crazy because I was watching a bunch of them again today and I was just like you could see guys like th- thinking nothing of it wearing these things these exact I know. It, oh, the yeah. style really yeah, does hold it up it is timeless and also just like the kind of like camp of it like the, oh, yeah. the, the, the monologue that you did in the cemetery oh, and you yeah. have this sort of vampiric and the incredible hair yo, yeah yes. Incredible, yes. and you look just like an actress, and I can't <laughs> any it, actress. And, like I, I want to say, Catherine O'Hara, that's wrong, oh. but like, but like, there's another actress that's like Pola uh, Negri. You'd say Pola Let's say Negri. Pola Negri. Let's say Miss Pola. <laughs> um, but just the hair, the moment, the the cape moment, like the open thing. I was, I live for it. Well, when you say that Buddy is timeless, is unchanging, is constant. Yeah. How does that square with the way that you, you know you change as a human being? Like, is that I don't know how does that negotiate or how well, does that stay relative to I how have you are? To, I have to separate the two. Like I have, I've got to make sure that I don't inject too much into him. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, of course, it's 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 a part of me. It is, sure. yeah, but you know, I don't want there's things that Buddy might say that I might go. I don't really agree with that. <laughs> sure, but it's a character. Yeah. I have to let the characters breathe. Sure, sure. I have to let him say what he has to say, right. and I know that I write what he says. Yes, but there is a part of my brain when I'm 
when I'm Buddy, it's weird. He's like smarter than me. Oh, you know. Wow. I, I, so, I was watching an interview yeah. that you did, and you and and or reading an interview that you did, and you said, you know, he's the smartest person in the room. And I was like, yeah, but that doesn't feel like vain at all to say. This is just like an extension of you that, and and it's almost like. Yes, when you allow yourself to write a character, it's like these things that you don't even that wouldn't even occur to you in life do occur to you, and it does seem like another person that is you. Yeah, and like and all the roadblocks that 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 I find in my life, and all the ways that I like, um, you know, trip myself up. Yeah. He just doesn't worry about mm. those. I mean, he's a guy that was born in a very very difficult time, born into war. Basically, uh-huh. my generation is we're like. We're screwed. Yeah. I mean, we're just, we all have PTSD. Uh, we're just, sure. screw- but Buddy was born into this kind of like cauldron. Yes. And this effeminate man, you know, yeah. from the from a, the country, from a rural area. I mean, yeah. I, I really know his life. Yeah. And then to come, and, but he knew who he was from day one. Yeah. He was never in the closet. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he just, he, he emerged fully formed. And no matter what happened to him, no matter what kind of bullshit people threw at him he was always like it just water off a duck's he's back he's survived he's a he's a survivor yeah he's absolutely resilient yeah and there's nothing that really will stop him wow and he and that's that he's like the best of me yeah 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 and he earns that and yes. you by proxy earn yes being able to really say whatever it is that well, you want well that's the thing right now like i was saying to rob and my direct we're always he's always saying to me you're gonna get in trouble like when is when are the sjw's gonna come after you because my show is a Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, it just, you, I don't spare anyone. Yeah. And Buddy just tramples in every taboo, everything you're not supposed to say. And for a white man at my age, uh-huh. that I'm allowed to say this, sure. no white guys can say this anymore, yeah, yeah, right? But, but I'm a gay man, and I'm not just a gay man like, uh-huh. like you guys. Uh-huh. I'm an older gay man, right, right. so I'm a war survivor. Yeah. Like, you look at me, and you might go, I don't like that, uh-huh. but you go, he's missing a leg. Mm-hmm. You gotta listen to Gramps. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. And so it's a kind of a, for comedy today, which is so tiptoey, everyone's uh-huh. tiptoeing, and I just go, oh, I don't care if there's quicksand. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. swimming. But then, so when Robin asks you that, I mean, is your answer like, well, it doesn't, it, it, that's besides the point. Like, it's not even about. Like, I wouldn't, kinda, I kind of want to get it over with. Uh-huh. But then I might not even have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people, and the, the moment, and the thing is, it's a superpower in comedy today because everyone's so delicate. Yeah. And, and I, I've, I've earned it. Yeah, yeah. And it is true. It's like, it's just, I'm a war vet. I'm, I've earned it. So I don't care. Yeah. If you go, you can't say that. I go, I just did. Yeah. And it's just a joke. It's just, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's just jokes. Yeah. So, Starting out, right. when you started out, and you really were the first, you know, gay sketch comedian. Well, actually, in comedy, there was no one. There right. was anywhere no in comedy. One. No one. So what's the response? Women, but not men. Right, right, right. It's a very, very different thing. I totally agree with They're you. They're not even so remotely different. the same. Mm-hmm. I totally mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the response from other comics when you start to, you know, have success what, with kids in the hall? Like, when I began? Yeah. Oh, it's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Let's see. When I was very young, even before I met the kids in the hall, mm-hmm. you know, I went to acting school. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a serious actor, and I wanted to be funny on talk shows. I never wanted yeah. to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was possible. Uh-huh. Uh, for a comedian talks about his life. I can't talk about my life. Yeah, who's going to want to hear it? Right? I mean, I came out 
I, I spent my whole life fighting the urge to kill myself, basically, thinking that I was the worst thing on earth. <sighs> then when I finally had the courage to do it, suddenly you're hit by this this plague that tells you that everything society says about you is true. Mm-hmm. So it's just a double whammy. Yeah. So I just thought, I can't. And the and the homophobia of the 80s and 90s, it was, I mean, you can't, it was breathtaking. And I really thought that, oh, it's going to, and, and I'm, this is what people have to know, that society can, sma- can, can flip back 30 years on a dime. Absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. I mean, things can just switch like that. And that's what happened. So I wanted to be, I thought, I'm going to be, I, so I did try to do stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And I went three times to open mic, um, uh, open mics. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was so terrified that I wouldn't even perform as myself. I performed as a Manny Coon, who was my, actually my first character, okay. who's a very masculine man, like a, like a, like a bull, like a big alpha sure, male sure. artist. But, and I talk, you know, in a real masculine way and I, I drink and I smoke. I really had to cover myself up. And even so, the comedians could still tell that I was gay. Uh-huh. Not when I'm on stage, but backstage before I, sure, I, I sure, put on sure. my, you know, my male mantle. And yeah. uh, they were so evil to me. Oh, God. And I remember they, they, you know, they would, this is, you know, they introduced me, uh, they said, our next comedian just gave us all a blowjob backstage. I wasn't even out, right? (sighs) So they immediately telegraphed to the audience, this is a faggot. Mm -hmm. And in those days, every comic, every comic had a faggy voice Mm -hmm. that they did. Every stand-up club, a comedian would pick, uh, if there was a, a solo male, he always became Lance or Bruce. Those uh. were the two gay names. And they would single him out. And so every show is like that. The homophobia was just literally everywhere Rampant. in the audience with the comedians. And then the second time, I didn't do well. Second time, I did a little better. And then the third time, this is what happened. I The comedian introduced me. And after uh, my set, he wiped the mic and said, I'm wiping the AIDS germs off. Jesus Christ. Christ. And you know what? What's crazy is I bet (laughs) at the time you weren't even like, Fuck that! You were just kind of like, well, that's what they do. That's what they say. I was both. Yeah, yeah. Because I was well, because both. the thing about you, Scott, is that you dug your heels even deeper. Well, exactly. And because that night, that was a terrible. And that was the last time I did stand up comedy until many years later, mm-hmm. when the world changed. Yeah, yeah. But I remember being called a faggot by the. Not someone said, "Shut up, faggot." And I lost it. And I jumped out off the stage and I knocked their beers off and I got into it. Oh, yeah. And I just realized after these incidents, I just can't do this. The energy there's, wasn't worth there's it. There's yeah. no possible way I can do this. And I, and I just met the kids in the hall. And I didn't even really know that I was capable of doing characters. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a movie star. I wasn't yeah. going to do characters. Right, right, but right. I met them and I thought it was love at first sight. Mm-hmm. And I thought... This is my future. Wow. And I, I realized maybe in a subconscious way that I could bury myself in this team, like a hockey lineup. Yes. And I could be a great player, but I can only do this in a team right now uh-huh. because the world will not accept that. Right. And so once I met them, that was it. I shut the door on the other side. Lovely. Was there any sort of, I've always been curious, was there any sort of um, thought as to, because I feel like with me and Matt, we have this fun little coterie of queer comedians now, and we're so lucky to have that group and that camaraderie. You really are. We are. And, I'm, and I'm thrilled for you, you know. Oh, thank you. But Just like, you two, not the other <laughs> Yeah, no, sure, no, no. Sure, no. Sure. Well, well, I forgot their names. <laughs> I forgot their names. <laughs> good, no, good. No. But, yeah. but, it's best, too. But yeah, then when we, sh- but. we do share a space with, like, a, a straight 
comedian group like there is this level of switching up our code a little bit where it's like the behaviors change yeah Yeah. and so was there ever that level with 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 the kids in the hall where it was at the, even the kids in the hall, you know, everybody, we're all on a journey. People change. It's not oh, like right. they, they just said, yeah, we'll bring in. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It was a, it was a process. So then how, how would you pitch the things? Like, I want to do, I want to be Queen Elizabeth in drag. I want to do well, Buddy Cole. I want to be a secretary. You know, like. Well, it, it was it was it was a gradual thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, the first person that wanted me to be a member of the group was Mark McKinney. Yeah. He saw me perform right. at uh, theater sports, and I and I was like a real wild man at the time. I would wear pants suits that would be slit down to here, so I'd be half naked. I'd wear strands of pearls. I glue cigarette butts to my ears. <laughs> I was a weird oh, combination God, God of everything, and I was openly gay. That's when yeah. I, right, nobody right, right. was, and I just didn't give a shit. And they would <clears throat> we would do theater sports. I was on a theater sports team and they would always um if you did something that they thought was untoward or you know like too provocative they would give you a zero and oh. anytime anything gay came up that was immediately unacceptable so i was constantly being zeroed and all the rest of it but they mark saw that and went wow that guy's a that's a punk yeah and so um and he brought it was me- punk rock to be gay yes it yeah was. and so so he, he brought me in but they were not the others were not aboard Really? And, you know, there was a lot of hazing that went on. I can wow. just let me just leave it at that. Sure, sure, sure. And there was some ugly things that occurred. OK. But over time and when I, 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 I basically I, I gave I, I did Buddy Cole. I did Fran. I did Manny. Mm-hmm. And I guess they started to realize oh, he's got some. But I did monologue at the time. But I was very out of control. I, I had no control. I didn't know how to be in a group. Right. And then but I had a bag of wigs and dresses. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And and they they had already started to play women, but it was very differently. But once I came aboard, that really, that really, because for me, it was for them, it was a huge deal. For me, like as gay men, I'm like, well, it's natural for me to like play a woman, play a man. Sure. I don't see any. I, I just I don't really see the big difference. Of course, half my characters are women. Yes. Sure. that's going to that's natural. Yeah, and and so that 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 kind of uh, they took that on in a way, wow. and I in a strange way. Our, their acceptance of homosexuality and um, cross-dressing and all the rest of the things that we did became a punk thing. Sorry. Yes, like yes, a sure. punk thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it became like like a fuck you. Yes, mm. and and to guys that were so home, it was like like they would kiss each other, right. and that was really a fuck you to to men yeah. and to to basic society. To the patriarchy. Yes. Yeah, and so yeah, they yeah. realized that this was a kind of a way to rebel. Right. And and so, but then once I was aboard, it was about six months. One night they they took me out. They they said they they said they made up a song. They sang me a song mm-hmm. and said you're in the kids in the hall. And that uh-huh. was it. And that was it. And I I took the key. I swallowed it. And no one was ever getting back in again. Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that that was it. I was like I was blowing that entrance up because I was no sure. one was getting in. Yeah. Right. And I knew this was it for life. Wow. And, that, and and so and we were still together and we're still talking Absolutely. about a reboot and you know so it, it is exciting. It's very exciting. And but. Just the fact that you had to be in this proving ground for a while is, is, is it, you know, kind of, yeah. It's, and it, it still exists. Of course it does. And you know what? I, I think there's like, who was I just, I was just saying yesterday, I got on the phone because someone wanted to talk to, to get my take on the Hannah Gadsby oh, oh, sure, situation. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was, like calling it a situation. Yeah, the, situation. it's better than calling it a comedy special. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's become this whole thing now where it's like, you know, I just feel like it, it, there's there's the special and you can have your thoughts on the special. Everyone has their thoughts on the special. But then it's so funny to me that like that there's this whole thing of like, well, you know, 
she shouldn't even be up there on the stage. It's like, okay, you don't like it, you don't like it. But for her to get up there and be able to do what she, what she's doing, right? Like, it's harder for her than you straight white dudes can ever conceive of because sure. you've never had to have a second thought about walking into a room and taking up all the space as yourself. Right. Whereas there's everyone else in the world, and, and it's just like it's so it's so different. Yeah, like yeah. to walk in and have have to filter yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it takes such a <clears throat> long time. It's just it's such a you know, so I'm not surprised to hear that even though these guys seem so yeah. open-minded, it was still a process in the well, beginning because they, they are who they are. They're men. They're straight men. Yes. They're products of their time. Yep. You know, they could, you know, you have to let people, everyone's like on a journey. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I mean, people shouldn't be judged by the way they were 10 years ago, 15 yes. years yeah, ago. That's society. Yeah, society. No, Most people not. just follow yeah. the, the, you know, whatever when society tells them to do. Yeah. And, and they didn't know any better. And, yeah. and, and, you know, but, I have not they they we all learn together and mm-hmm. I had things to learn as well. But I, I think what helped me was I come from a family of five boys. Mm-hmm. So I understood mm-hmm. how males behave in a in a group mm-hmm. and I know how to I guess I'm a fighter. Yeah. And, and that was very important. And I mean, it might not be politically correct to say it, but I think one of the things that made them accept me was they knew that if it got into a scrap. I could hurt all of them <laughs> very badly. I I feel that I could fight a lot of yeah. my street. Oh, I think yeah. you'd be like we would you you'd go ratchy. I, I would yeah. I, I could, yeah. I'd, I'd curb stomp. I, yeah. I, I yeah, would. would. <laughs> oh no! Like g- gay rage. Once it's unleashed, yeah. I'm sorry. Even I'll, gay I'll, Canadian I'll, rage. Like, oh, <laughs> it's the worst. It's, it's the, the worst because it's it's even because these uh, these people. Yeah, I'm from these people. These people. They're they. Their rage is so close to the surface. Yes, yes, and yes. they they <laughs> yeah. love it and they nurture right. it. We bury it. Ooh, so when yeah. it comes roaring up, it's like a a vein of lava that's come from the center of the earth. Sure. Their vein of lava is just under the surface, yeah, like yeah. right under. Oh, look at this piece of loam. Look at there's va- lava right under it. Loam. <laughs> yeah. I said loam, but you know. But I think gay rage is a is a terrifying thing. I actually I've been writing characters recently again and. What I'm realizing is it's easiest for me to operate in a place of anger. Oh, yeah. Or any strong <laughs> and actually, emotion. like, well, not actually, no. Okay, okay, okay. Not any strong emotion. Like, a few of the things I've been writing lately, I'm like, well, I can't do these all in a set together because everyone's screaming. <laughs> everyone's <laughs> mad and pissed. And I was just like, what is that? I think, what is that, like, sort of, like, I think maybe it's a couple things. It's observing mm-hmm. that kind of, like, uh, very available, like, masculinity in yeah. the world that, from I, an early I, I, age. Absolutely. And I think with gay men particularly, I think one of the reasons why I've had, why, why I've struggled with my temper mm-hmm. and why I have such a, a close relationship to rage, one of the things is, is I made this very terrible connection as a child between rage and masculinity. Yes. And I yes. felt so, you know, that I, I felt so demasculinized mm-hmm. that in or I thought well I can't be a complete faggot because I'm scary in a fight yes yes <laughs> sure, which is sure. not a great th- connection but that's to make. the math that you do but that's that the, that's yeah. that's the math that do you I know did. what's normalized which is so insane this is normalized the thing of screaming at a television set because the sports team you lo- you, you like is losing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, that that's is true. normalized. It is normal. What a, yeah. what a crazy behavior. Like, you it's, it's insane. Like, don't you scream at the TV when the wrong actress wins the Oscar? Yeah, 100%, <laughs> yes. Come on. I do. And it's always the wrong It's actress. always the wrong one. Very, very nearly always. always. Who do we say? Let me tell you something. I don't care if she deserves it or not. No. If Lady Gaga doesn't win this year, I'm 
furious. Oh, sure. Matthew, I want to is... burn the whole Oscars down. Lady Gaga should win Best Actress. Have you seen it yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I've seen the trailer. See, this, this is that rage we're talking about. That's what, what I'm saying. That? It's because I know that she's close to, to queer, and so yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. she should win. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and I uh-huh. root for uh, You know what? This is an, an, another thing, and I want to get your take on this, too. Did you ever find that, like, it was almost harder to root for the people that were closest to you because oh, of absolutely. the spaces that were op- that, the course. limited spaces. The more I love someone, the more the more difficult it is for me to tell them that or yeah. to praise them mm. because I was raised in a way with my parents that you know that it spoils people. Yeah, that if you get too much praise, it will spoil you. Yeah, and so it's hard for me. I've learned. I've, I've tried very hard because I always go. I don't want to. I think they did a great job. I don't want to tell them because they'll they'll get soft. I'm sure. specifically talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah. gay men. No. Oh, gay men are the worst. I mean, yes. I'm just going to say that a blanket sure, sure, statement. Sure, 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 sure. We're the worst to each other. Wow. We really yeah, are. We're we just are. terrible. Yeah. We've had such other. a good experience because our 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 friends in the New York co- queer comedy kind of we're very supportive. But then you go out to like L.A. Right. Those gays are not supportive. Well, I mean, this is a yeah. thing. I I think there are changes happening. Yeah. But you guys know, as gay comics, we still have a ceiling. There's oh, no yeah. not there not one of us has become a star. No. There has never been a gay male, an openly gay male. Comedy mm-hmm. stuff. You're mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. right. Ever. Mm-hmm. There are no no one on Netflix. Never. And, and and I and and one of the reasons is us. Yes. Because we do not support other gay men. Guy you Brandon, are absolutely Guy says, do not yeah. unless they're in drag or they're a prostitute, a hustler, or a porn star. Or we, fucking hot as fuck. That's and right. even then and it's dumb like as whatever. fuck. Yeah. Because we worship dumb and hot and young. But if you're talent, no, because every gay man thinks they're a star. Yeah. Right, I'm like yeah. I'm funny too. No, you're not, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I didn't mean to say bitch, no, but no. I just want. No, I'm, we say I'm bitch. In, I'm in the boat. It's, uh, we, our, uh, it's we, our favorite word. We toss it out. But all the I time. mean, <laughs> but you know, like people, uh, people assume they go, your your shows must be filled with gay men. I go, hardly mm. a couple. Wow, like I have. You know, I have a tiny gay following, sure. but very small. It's overwhelmingly straight people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we don't support ourselves. So how can a community that doesn't su- that isn't supported by its community ever supposed to reach that level? Right, right. Like all we do is support women. Like we just will not go see a male, a gay male, make us laugh. Sure, only sure. a woman, and I think that's kind of tragic. It is and in a way. And it's not even a thing of like there's not enough there's not enough support to go around because the women deserve the support that we give them. But also, no, they they they, they got enough. Now they got <laughs> enough. You're right. You're right. Scott and Scott's right. Yeah, uh, they, they got enough. <laughs> you have enough. Had it. Yeah, you know what? They're, they're no. You know what? No, don't top it up. You're filled to the brim. You know what? In fact, I see your meniscus. <laughs> I, I see your meniscus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Kathy Griffin selling out places in Please New Zealand. Stop it now! <laughs> the woman has sold it. She. She, we thought she was over. No, she was back. No, she's back, Carnegie baby. Carnegie Hall, hon. And good for her. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I did. You, you you mentioned this. You mentioned. But may I say one thing before yes, it yes. sounds like I've completely oh, no, sunk no. into bitterness, which no, I haven't. No, no, no. It's right. the idea yeah. that I am starting to see gay men come. And there's always been a few gay men, gay men of my generation and people below who, mm-hmm. well, who followed the kids in the hall. But now I'm starting to see young ones like you guys that are coming. And that thrills me to death. Oh, because I'm, I'm like going, maybe they're going, maybe this generation might be able to not hate themselves so deeply. I want you to know that it, that it's changing. I, I I I want you to know from me from my heart that it's changing. And that, I and I, I and you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I love like all of our friends, and I think everyone's so talented. And you you know, it's just and that doesn't. That, that's I take not inspiration lost on us. Yeah. from them. 
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. That's not lost on us because we, but because we have, like, in years past, like, come up against that thing where it's like, oh, we're not getting that support from within our own community. Yeah. But well, no, I hope, I do hope that now it is changing. Too. And we'll be told, and we'll be told things like, well, you know, we couldn't get so-and-so, and so we asked this person, and they couldn't do it, and, and you know, then we asked you, and of course, there's only the one spot in this cast for one of you. Right. And things like that, and people don't understand, like, what they're really saying, or mm-hmm. they think that we know it, and so they can... Yeah, they can and say it's it. It's just yeah. like, it's this idea of, like, you know, when you do these things when you set up these situations we go back to each other and we commiserate about it and you're actually the joke sure, sure. and it will turn it will it will change yeah. I, I think that you're right we still a little bit have that disease of um 
this this thing of unless a, unless a gay man is in drag, they cannot become yeah. a star. No, no man, no. no one is out there finger waving mm-hmm. for. I mean, I guess for James Adomian or Guy Brand right, or you exactly. guys, they're just not. Yeah. And it's like I go if I if Buddy wore a dress, I'd be a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and wait—he has worn a dress. He has. He's, he's worn. He's he's worn a, a big collar. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Bowen here. I want to tell you a little bit about Care Of, the service that I am loving right now. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packs right to your door. And uh, just the whole onboarding process is really special, uh, especially their online quiz. Care Of's fun online quiz asks you about your diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices. It takes only five minutes to find out what vitamins and supplements you specifically need. I took the online quiz. It It was so easy peasy. And did you know that 90% of people fall short of FDA recommended guidelines for at least one vitamin or nutrient? So take care of's quiz and get the vitamins you need to get back on track and reach your health goals. Track your progress with the Care-of app and earn rewards when you remember to take your vitamins and your monthly subscription box can be easily modified at any time. Here's a little peek into my subscription box. You ready? This is Bowen Yang's supplement pack courtesy of Care-of. I get ashwagandha for my anxiety, rhodiola for I think um like general mood activity, fish oils, duh, calcium plus. I get calcium because I'm not a milk drinker. I don't love my dairy so I have calcium and vitamin vitamin C, of course. And uh, of course, there are vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs. And Care-of offers pre- and postnatal supplements with accompanying research to help mothers and babies alike stay their healthiest. Care-of's delicious nutrient-packed quick stick powders can be added to your monthly delivery for an extra easy boost whenever you need it. So here's what you're going to do. You have to, have to, have to take 25% off your first month of personalized Care-of vitamins and go to TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code ding dong one word no spaces that's take care of.com promo code ding dong d-i-n-g-d-o-n-g so please 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 go to take care of.com use promo code d-i-n-g-d-o-n-g to get 25 percent off your first month of personalized care of vitamins and uh live the bow and yang care of lifestyle I don't know what Matt's doing. Matt's, Matt's, you know what? Matt's vitamins are his, are chicken fingers. And he is having a blast eating chicken fingers every day. Karev will eventually expand into the chicken finger market. I'm sure. <laughs> now I, okay, you mentioned this in a Village Voice interview uh, recently. And this, I think, I, I agree with you. It's it's real. But well, let me just say this. Okay. You said, um, uh, I never found something along, along the lines of, I never thought that, I always knew that being the first to do something was was never going to get me the attention or the money or whatever. It's, yes. it's always the third person. Third. third. Yeah. yeah. Second's the real loser position. <laughs> because third gets the money and the attention and the and the and the the praise. Mm-hmm. First is nothing. Like, you know, you look at the Wright brothers, there were some before the Wright brothers. There were someone that did. Sure, it's always sure. the way. And I, but at the time I, 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 maybe when I said that, I was pretending to be philosophical about it sure. and pretending that I knew it was going to be like that, but I did not. Sure. At the time, I thought, oh my God, once people get a load of what I'm doing and once the gay community sees what I'm doing, I'm my feet are never going to touch the ground. I'm going to be carried on a litter by gay men. Every gay man <laughs> I want to sleep with will just go, what do you want to do to me? Yeah. And it Break just, my arm! Yeah, <laughs> it just didn't happen. And it was like such a huge, yeah. 
fall for me and it broke my heart like i went uh-huh. not only did it not happen the opposite happened sure, sure. and that broke my heart sure, like sure. in fact not only did people not support me, but there was this concerted effort i really believe to stop me yeah. and and a lot of gay men doing it and that broke my heart see but then like just i read that quote and i and that that upset me in this way where I was like, I want to correct. I don't have the power or whatever the influence to do this, but I want to correct that somehow. Like I, like we were telling people, we were telling our close friends like, Oh, we have Scott Thompson on this Sunday. And they, they lit up. They're like, Oh my God, what a huge deal. Like they're, like at That's least, nice. at least you always will have, I think you should, oh, yeah. you should you'll, oh, you'll no. have that respect. That's that, it. Yeah. I think, I think you can like, Dine out on that for the and rest I'll of tell you life. the other thing. It's not like you know I didn't. It's not like I was broke or right. anything. You sure, know, sure. and I've managed. You worked to, on television. I've yeah. worked and I've yeah. cobbled together a career and mm-hmm. I've done whatever I had to do. Yeah. As I thought, why can't I go to the next level? And I and I'll be honest. There was a period in my life when I was consumed by bitterness. Yeah, it, sure. consumed. Yeah, and and then I got sick. Yes, I. I and I, then I, I went. Ah, this isn't killing me. Mm-hmm. You think it was part of it? Absolutely. Wow. You do. I absolutely do. Yeah. So uh, and so now I and and now it's true. Like I'm going like and and, and I remember when I was young and and, and I remember with Paul Bellini and he was like, you know, when you're an, when you're an old man, maybe that's when people will get. It. I'm not I'm not old yet, but I'm you know I'm not young anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought, yeah, maybe I have to wait. But God, I didn't want to wait. No, no, I wanted ne- to be when I was wa- young and pretty. Yeah, of course. I mean, I yeah. Never want to wait. <laughs> uh, the, now here's another question. It's like. Of course, there's this jealousy aspect. Of, oh. You know, gay men, like, I think a lot oh, yeah. of, like, the, what mm. makes us us is, you know, we do, we look up to women, we look up to these actresses and yeah. pop stars and glamorous singers yeah. and divas and icons. And when we see that one of us gets close to that, I think, of course, there is that thing of jealousy. Yeah. But do you also think that a part of it is protection and wanting to be like, well, that he's going to tell that story and then everyone's going to think that's all of our story? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of the reason... M- many people in the gay community did not like me and continue to not like me uh, was that it was a sense of like, oh, he's he's spilling secrets. He's mm. telling about the darkness. Yes. He's, you know, and everybody, and, and I think that, and, and, I, and they're like, how dare he? Mm-hmm. He's making us look bad. Uh-huh. Right. And, and so they didn't, they didn't like that. It's hard to have a sense of humor about yourself when you've been attacked by, I guess, like the straight That's men right. for so long. So then they see like, oh, look, he's proving them right. Yeah. And they, because we can't see ourselves no. as these mm-hmm. comedic creatures. No. And I think that's one of the reasons I think gay men love female comics so much yeah. is because female comics feed our delusion that we're fabulous. Sure. They'll see all of our dis- dysfunction and our ugliness and they'll go, it's so fabulous that they're cheating on each other. <laughs> yeah. How fabulous that they overdosed or whatever. Sure. And I mean, they feed our delusions. It's an external validation. Yes. Yeah. And they're all, you're all so fabulous, boys. Like when Kathy Grimm goes, my, my gays or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I and, and, and I don't do that. I'm yeah. like, no, we're screwed up. Maybe more screwed up than anyone. Sure. Yeah. And I'm, I don't take any prisoners and I don't spare. I'm not going to like spare gay people because, you know, like, well, I don't want people to know how screwed up we are. Yeah. Sure, sure. Because that's not what comedy does. No. Comedy it's- is about approaching the darkness, bringing stuff out into the light mm-hmm. and letting people look at it. That's yeah. the kind of comedy that I love. Yeah. And God, it's not that scary. Yeah. So, yeah. but you got, I mean, for a gay man of my generation, what the darkness was dark. 24-7. Yeah. <sighs> 
I yeah. mean, it was definitely the Nazgul were in charge. The Nazgul were were were, were at the door, like yeah. not on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Look, literally, they're not on the list. <laughs> You're not on the list. Look, uh, there was this. I mentioned this. Uh, oh, and this might have been when we talked about crazy rotations on Patreon. But uh, there was this article that came out. Uh, this this write up, the this whatever thing piece that said it's time to forgive the Joy Luck Club. And it was all about how for 25 years, the Joy Luck Club was the only thing mm-hmm. that because Asian people turned their backs on it. They they were like, this does not represent us. This this is not who we are. This is such a specific experience that does not represent the entire Like community. they did on Margaret Show in a way. Yes, you know? exactly. Because, and this is the thing about being first or being the yeah, only thing that's yeah. representative of, of, of a community or, or an experience is that you cannot be saddled with all all of this expectation and this responsibility. Yeah. And um, God, like, it, it sucks that it just, there always has to be, I'm not saying that this was you, but there always has to be that one thing that is the pincushion for everyone else's bullshit. Like, yeah, I think, I think that's what we have to sort of get past. And like, I think in order to write this, like we have to just sort of like honor <laughs> the, like, the, like, like those things in the past. And, I don't know. Not and even... it's a conscious decision to change that way of thinking. Yes. You know what I mean? This thing that represents you is not attacking you or killing no. you. Or it doesn't occupy it doesn't occupy one space. And I think if there's something that's good about like the way that the entertainment industry has expanded in social media and all these like different kind of spaces, is now there is so much room and so many platforms. You gotta fill it with something. Yeah. yeah. So and, and there's only so many of these like voices that have filled these the you know previously small spaces sure. and now that's like if you want if you want gay content there are networks for yes. that where that where that is obviously they should be on every network right right but right. you know like it's something yeah it i don't know it's it's yeah uh, it's a mind fuck it's a mind <laughs> fuck speaking of speaking of that sort of uh speaking of sort of this <laughs> fucks the mind fucks the mind speaking of uh content i guess well we we, we ask all of our guests this question mm-hmm. which is what was the culture that made you say culture is for me? Matt, do you want to explain the, the question? Yes. Okay. So this is, um, you know, this is the, it, it could be a movie. It could be a piece of music, could be a particular person in pop mm-hmm. culture, or just like, you know, just your surroundings and upbringing that culturally made you to say, okay, this is who I am. I'm stepping into culture mm-hmm. as me. And it was this defining thing that made me that way. You mean like what do you mean? I, I, like for people that have different kinds of answers to this question. For example, if on any given day I could say growing up on Long Island that really formed me, or oh, I could I say um, I really got obsessed with the reality show Survivor and that made me the person I am. Like whatever, things like it's, that. It's a it's a broad question. It's very broad. But even like, were you even like? A Canadian upbringing, for example. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about you and your Canadian upbringing? Oh God. Was there anything cana- specifically Canadian? Specifically Canadian? It was. Uh, it was Celine for me. Celine. Because it was. It was, yeah. it was going to Notre Dame in Mon- in Mon- Montreal and being and like going on field trips to that church and. <laughs> Celine te- affected us too, and having yeah, our teacher. Well, of course, but I, having her. But in in Quebec, it was like oh she yeah, is oh inescapable. The one. Yeah. But like but the one. on field trips, like the teachers would be like, "This is where Celine got married," and we'd be like, "Wow!" <laughs> like that was that just reminds me. I'm Ada seeing here. You did a fucking uh, amazing interview on Conan, where you oh, yeah. had some incredible jokes about Leonardo DiCaprio. That twink, really the first twink, the first twink, really the first he twink, our first. first twink. Well, I guess River Phoenix was the first twink. Our the first twink in the contemporary imagination. You know what you. 
can go back through twinks throughout time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, James absolutely. Dean, twink. Yeah. A Cavaggio painting. Yeah. All twinks. twinks. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Hercules and Newt. That was for you. Oh, <laughs> twink, Newt twink, was twink. the first. And he's a centaur. Yes. You know, a centaur twink. And the yeah. David or versus Goliath. Is a fawn? Or was he a fawn yeah. or a centaur? A satyr? No, a fawn. It's fawn, yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, I guess when I was comedy, I would say Carol Burnett. Okay. Yeah, that's maybe. Or Flip Wilson. Uh, Those flip. were my two totems of comedy. Wow, yeah, wow. Football's made me laugh like crazy, and he played Geraldine, and he played female and male characters. Yes, yeah, yes, loved yes. him, and you connected with that just very like, much. So, yeah, yeah. Wow. Geraldine and, and Carol Burnett. Those are my two. It wasn't even stand-ups, really, because I, I, I wasn't. Really, I didn't. I didn't have stand-up albums or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even like a music. It was. Actually, books for me. I mean, yeah. books. Uh-huh. I get for me. I'm a, I'm a huge reader. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe would have been another one. Narnia. 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 Favorite book in the series? Um, Prince Caspian. Okay. Yeah. And twink. And Voyage twink. Of the Twink. And I like. Yeah, I think Prince Caspian was the first, oh, absolute first twink. literary twink. <laughs> yeah, literary twink. Powerful. First twink. Twink. First Tom Cri- Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. Prince yeah. Caspian was the first Christian yeah. allegory twink. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who's the twink? Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer? Oh, Tom Sawyer. Okay, Tom Sawyer Huck was the Finn twink. Finn is the first piece of white trash. Hot, <laughs> hot white trash. Hot white trash. Yeah. That the gays Jason love. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hot white trash. <laughs> hot white trash. Didn't JTT play Tom Sawyer? Justin Taylor, jo- Jonathan Taylor Jonathan Thomas, Taylor another Thomas. twink, another '90s twink. Yeah, he, and in Huck and Finn. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, my God! Yeah, when they yeah. tried to sex up the Huckleberry Finn novel, yeah, you don't yeah, need yeah. to. It's all there. It's yeah, all yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. It's I gotta, all, yeah, yeah. I gotta revisit. Oh, I reread it every couple of years. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Wait, what are your like? Uh, what are your big uh, revisity books? I mean, how often do you reread something? Not a lot, but that's definitely. I, I do go back to the Narnia books, which is yeah, weird, you know. Okay. And I, I, I've read Lord of the Rings three times. Wow. Um, I've read Dune three times. I'm a <laughs> real <laughs> nerd. Oh, so then yeah, you love your fantasy. I love a science and fiction yeah, 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 and yeah. fantasy, the chrysalids, that sort of stuff. Are like, you a Star Wars queen? No. See, Luke Skywalker. That's a twink. Very much a twink, yeah. I the Dagobah system. I, I don't like twinks. I found him uh, bland. For me, oh. it was all but Harrison Ford. Oh, for sure, sure. sure, of course. You know, I always like men. Like I was like Liz Taylor. I like all my men forty. Yeah, you know what I mean. She He's always him. been forty. He's still forty to this right? day. She liked men at forty when she was twenty. She yep. liked men that were forty when she was sixty. Wow. I'm not saying I'm Liz Taylor. But you that's know, what you are. said. No, like, that's what you said. I, I, okay, I did say it. <laughs> yeah, did you said say, that. I might say. Well, look, look at me. I can't. I can't hide my violet eyes. <laughs> Your Oscar for Butterfield Eight. You brought it with you. <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's here. It's on the table. It's everyone right knows. There. Everyone knows it. this one's bullshit. It's not the one I deserved it for. No, <laughs> no. you can make an argument about that. You that's know, Kathleen Turner's out there making that argument. <laughs> oh, what an interview. That was a what great an interview. interview. Talk <laughs> about talk about like a gay icon. Oh sure, that's one we forgot. The children we have forgotten Kathleen. But we she, need to remind them. We, we do. We do need to remind them about Kathleen. No, we don't need to remind them. She reminds yeah. them. Yeah. She's she, also Jessica Rabbit, people. Yeah, come on. Have some respect. Yeah. Body Have some heat, respect. Darling. Now, it's interesting that you mentioned Philip Wilson because I feel like, and it's interesting that you mentioned. He's been forgotten. He's, well, yes, that. Yeah. I mean, even I don't, I will admit that I don't have that familiarity with Flip. Right. With Flip Wilson. But the fact that you mentioned the drag aspect and that you, and that, like, that goes, like, you compare that to maybe the way that. The other kids in the hall conceived of drag as maybe more of like a Monty Python yes, analog. Yes. Whereas maybe you were probably the one to like elevate that out of this like. Well, yeah, I didn't cliche. think of it as a caricature. Yeah, and I think from day one we were like, and I and I don't know if it was really me that I think they all kind of when they first started doing women they all wanted to just play women as women. Yes. Okay. 
And, and you know, I'd love to claim that for myself. Sure. And I think maybe so I maybe help them deepen it. Like I help them I, in a way, maybe like let go of that kind of like masculine. I gotta like you know like a movie like uh, like Tu Wong Fu for yeah, example. Yeah, right. You know like the way that Wesley Snipes telegraphs the audience with his guns. That don't, remember, I'm still a man. Of yeah, course, yeah. like we we didn't want any of that telegraph. Sure. We wanted to like completely submerge ourselves into our characters. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, but definitely, I think. We're not like Monty Python. We are very much like Monty Python. But in terms of the portrayal of women, yeah. we took it further. Yes. We, we, there were, we didn't have screechy voices. I mean, they used to do some women that were pretty damn real, but most of the women were more caricature. Right, yes. right. And um, I, we were, we, and when we first uh, got on television, our, our first wardrobe person who did not work out, all of our female costumes, she tried to make them like all like, like silly, like big tits. Like and, draggy. Yeah, draggy. Yeah, yeah. We were like, and we were fewer. We were like, no, we're not doing it we go wow. and then she, we, we'd work on something she go, oh that's bo-. she go it's boring looking yeah it's a boring woman yeah this is not and this is it's a real woman right, right. Right. Or, or it's the portrayal of a real like, woman yeah. not women, just, aren't, women aren't fabulous sure, a woman yeah. that you would see on the street like oh yeah just yeah. a woman and that was a profound I mean that was one of the greatest journeys that we all took that journey yeah, yeah, into yeah. like gender like wow this is fun Right. Do you think that had you not been on the group, maybe they wouldn't have got there? It might not have gotten as far. I, I, sure. You know, they wouldn't have gone as far. Because you with know. you, it's like secretary sketch. I feel like Bruce, was it was it Bruce? You and Bruce? Yeah, yeah. me and Bruce. Because Bruce put on some sort of feminine affect, which is fine. Like, it worked for the character. It does. It but does. for you, like, you don't, you didn't really change anything. I don't, like, Kathy, <laughs> Kathy I'm not Kathy, really doing babe. anything. Yeah. Right. No. I, I. I use my voice. I, I lighten it a little bit. Yeah, right. Barely, yeah. Barely. Yeah. But as a secretary, not as like a woman. No. You know what I mean? You're playing the a secretary. secretary. Yeah. You're not playing a woman. And Kathy's not overtly feminine. Sure, no, She's sure. kind of an alpha female. Yes. And she asked the question. Yes. Right, right. But it's true. Like with, but it, <laughs> with me and Bruce, the balance, each one, I think he made me funnier in terms of Kathy's funny, but she's she's. She's not, you know, she's not. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Bruce's character is much more overtly funny. Yes, yes. But I think my Kathy made Bruce's more realistic. Absolutely. Right. And those two, they they were yin and yang. Yeah. And and they really matched each other. Yeah. And but but my Kathy came about through him. He, his mm. Kathy was first. I and see. then my cat, I, 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 my Kathy came after, mm-hmm. and then that's when the but the secretaries were actually and that's not the secretaries were actually kind of born. All at once in a weird way, because it was in the mm-hmm. very first piece called, which was about uh, turning over. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time all five of us were in drag. And it was mm-hmm. a very remarkable moment. And it was about five secretaries. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think, and then we took on, they weren't really people yet. Yeah. Right. Bruce's was starting to be a person, but I found the wig, and you guys know I it's found, the wig. It was the, the wig. wig. It's I, the wig, honey. Yeah, I fell in love with that wig, and that, and the, all the character flowed from the wig. Yes, it's so true. And it was a, this scene about um, the character Bruce is like, oh my god, what's going on? I'm I'm about to turn over, and it was like a turnover, and it was basically like a clock when it goes from like three fifty nine to four. Yeah, sure, and sure. she had it in the back of her head, and uh-huh. it was she turned over, and we all were giving her a birthday party. <laughs> but I remember we all came out together and we were like seeing each other as mm-hmm. women all yeah. five of us yeah and this kind of natural we became nicer to yes, each the other energy changes it all changed and every all those five because there's five women in that secretarial pool mm-hmm. and um those were all all the looks were pretty much settled yeah. that day yeah they didn't have names yet yeah. but dave had that red wig 
and Kevin had that black wig yeah. and Mark's gray that that <laughs> curly Tanya wig gorgeous to, to that Tanya wig Tanya wig and I love that Tanya Tanya's sketch great. too oh my god Tanya <laughs> she is Mon- yeah. what was it Mon- Mondays, Mondays. Huh? <laughs> so good the Tanya the Tanya sketch where she's at the party and she's trying to get you guys oh, to give her the weed that's <laughs> the oh that's so a great good. yeah yes. but you know but but we uh, I, I don't know what we're but see but, but like I don't but know. I'm so glad you noticed the Kathy. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Right. No, but, and, and you know what? <laughs> that's that, really that, me. That, yeah. That's how that woman exists in the world. But sure. it's so true because like these small shifts that happen just small. when you put the wig on. I got, I had to do it actually at the, du- at the duplex. No way. Not the duplex. Yes, it was at the duplex. It's it wasn't duplex. at Joe's pub. I did drag years ago. Liz Suedo's dress. Oh, that's right. Show. Liz, Liz. Yeah. And, um, she, she, I would get in the full dress and the, I guess they were like go-go boots. They weren't even heels. I couldn't find anything for me. I had the wig and she was like, wow, you really change when you put that on. And it was weird. I got very self-conscious about it because I was five years younger than I am now, mm-hmm. six years younger. And it was like, oh no, like. Am I revealing? Is this my future? Am I revealing something about myself, or am yeah. I too good at this? Yeah. Or like, is and it's this thing oh, of am I like too good at drag. I no, mean, no, no, no. I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you want to take yourself seriously, and the world has made you think that you can't be serious doing this thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I think I think a lot of like the, as a gay actor, gay performer, gay comedian, I think we all kind of like have the same dreams and goals as anyone else that's in the entertainment industry. You want to have like a mainstream career. You want to be mainstream successful. Yeah. So when you find like a niche or a or a success or a skill in doing something that's historically not that. Yeah. In right. fact, it's drag is literally outside the mainstream makes fun of the mainstream yes you're like oh no naturally like what are my real skills sure, sure, sure. so it was this moment of like she was trying to compliment me and be like wow you're really the character that's great but it was this thing in my head like the gay man inside of me was like yeah shame well i remember the first time i started doing buddy cole i'd never done i'd never done that gay accent before mm-hmm. we all i think most gay men have gay voices yeah I, I, I don't think that's that controversial sure, i think sure. most of us no and, i don't know i actually don't know oh, what you're yeah, talking I mean, about I mean, except for myself right anyways when i first started doing I the voice, have a gay right? voice. Well, yeah. of course you do come on yeah, yeah, come, come on. on the faggot on the left yeah. of course i mean jesus christ <laughs> but you know when i first started doing that it was the list because i i what i, I thought oh if i start talking like that mm-hmm. it'll be the wind will change and it'll be like that for the rest of my life and i was terrified of doing that like I would never ever imitate that because I always thought, well, I've spent my whole life trying to pass, yeah. and I've tr- spent my whole life trying to present as masculine mm-hmm. that I can't do that because then all of the defenses will fall away and I'll be revealed as a shrieking queen. Uh. What a fascinating experience to like that we all kind of share, which is to become, be born, grow into yourself, realize that's horrible, horrible, and then create this other person that mm-hmm. you are, exist in that for. Mm, Seven, eight, nine, ten years, which yep. is what how long I did, and then have to reestablish and refine who you are oh, again. Oh, you should both read. Uh, have you read "Covering" by Kenji Yoshino? No. Yeah, he's a Yale. Uh, he's a he's um he's I guess he's. Just I'm like already a, turned off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's you're a, boring, bitch. He, he's a, he's a le- he's a legal scholar at Yale, but he's, he he wrote this book that's uh, that's about the stages of coming out of yeah, like, yeah 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 of coming out and then maybe of trying to like. Path of like having this phase where you sort of oh, yeah. are trying to negotiate whether you you want to pass mm-hmm, or not, and then mm-hmm. the final sort of freeing moment is oh I've never gotten to that moment yeah. uh, maybe I maybe I haven't either I don't know if I'm capable of it any longer well I think it's I did for a while the final it's... moment is just about not caring about yeah. passing oh yeah. yeah and I think you're saying that you haven't gotten to that point. <laughs> 
No, I, I, your your I, masculine I, characters are quite masculine. I, I know. I, I think. I, I mean, I've studied men my You're whole a great life. Actor. I, 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 I just I love playing those characters, and yes. I, I thought that maybe society would allow me to, yeah. but they did not. Right. You know, they said, "No, you're going to play the neutered fag who lives next door, who tells the main character how to live or yeah. what dress to wear." Right. <sighs> you know, and, and that, that's because that's how we know you. Yeah, and, and, and but you know, in terms of pa- like, I had to because if I, I I had to kill everything feminine in me in order to survive. In a way, and I didn't. I wasn't very successful at it, you know. Like I mean, because I just didn't want to get beat up. I, yeah. you know, I had four brothers. I lived in a, I lived in like a hockey camp. Yeah. So yeah. it was very different. And anyone to be a homosexual male at that time was the worst yep. thing that a man could be. Yep. Yeah, you were disgusting. Yeah. You were disgusting. That, I think that's, that's, I think, something that people don't um, understand is that. You know, once you realize what you are and you not only like do you get slapped over the head with how much society hates it, it's they hate it because they're disgusted. Disgusted. You know, they don't hate it because it doesn't you know, it's it's not in their religious beliefs or whatever about that's a cover. They hate it because they're disgusted with the with the with the idea behind how we have sex. It's sodomy. It's all about sodomy. This is what people don't it's like you can't take that out of the equation. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think we kind of went wrong this whole I mean, gay marriage is fine, but you can't take sodomy out of it. And that's one of the key differences between the way women are male, gay females Absolutely. and gay males. Sure. They don't engage in sodomy. Oh, they can. Because their sex isn't disgusting. It's, it's not right. disgusting. We're yeah. disgusting. Yes, and they see and, us disgusting. And, and I think that the gay movement has tried very hard to distance ourselves from the from basically ground zero. You cannot. We're going to have to face it. Mm-hmm. The society's going to have to face we fuck each other in the, in the ass. asshole. Okay, 100%. and you, you can't dress it up with love wins. Yes, yeah. sodomy <laughs> fucking wins. Sodomy it's about wins. sodomy wins. Title of that. It's about sodomy fucking. Wins. And I, my theory is that sodomy is the original sin. This is my, this is my, this is my TED talk. Here you go, please, please. It's the, it's the, so, the reason the male homosexual is the most, I think, benighted. And I said benighted, benighted creature on blighted, benighted, lowest creature on the planet is because of sodomy and it's the ultimate sin my belief in terms of the bible in terms of the original sin if you go back to adam and eve this is my theory about the apple the apple is the anus that when adam and eve i'm not saying this is a real thing but in terms of these cultural myths and archetypes here's my theory (laughs) come on that Think about the Garden of Eden back then. They didn't have apples like today. They'd be little crab apples, yeah. little crab apples. <laughs> yeah, and tiny. an anus looks a little bit like a crab A little apple. bit, a little before bit. It's, before it's been trained. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> and I think that one day, and they didn't know what to do. God was like, I got these, these two. They're, I got them in this little zoo. I'm going to enjoy watching I can them. See them. They're never going to have kids uh-huh, so I can yeah, watch. Uh-huh. And then one day, Eve's bending over the water to like, like, I don't know, pick up a, a flower to put in her hair. And yes. somehow her cheeks come apart, and he sees that little anus there, and he's like, boom, and his penis goes up, his snake. Yes. And the snake wants that apple. Yeah. Oh. And they 
he fucks her and she's like, what the fuck? He fucks and they discover a way to have sex without having children. Yeah. And that makes God furious. furious because now he can't control them because now they have a way to have sex, to give each other pleasure, pleasure. without procreation. And that's the original sin. So the snake is the cock, the apple is the anus. And so sodomy is in our subconscious as the ultimate original sin that God has kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So naturally, the homosexual is the devil. Yes. It's the snake, which is why this is a very cynical, pessimistic thing to say, that you have to understand that I don't think in our lifetimes we're ever really going to get past that completely. Okay, yeah. So I've accepted that there's always going to be this level of hatred and visceral disgust towards the homosexual male. And in order for me to have a good life, I have to accept that there's it's always going to be there. And in order for me to, to live in this world, I have to accept that and find a way to live with that mm. and do everything in my power to change it, but accept that I, I can only do so much and that society can only change incrementally. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> so, and that's why when people say, oh, lesbians, there's lots of game, there's lots of lesbian stars. It's not the it's same, not the same. Thing. because there's you no sodomy involved. Don't pretend that gay men and lesbians have the same journey. No. It's not true. And you've said that uh for for men, for the patriarchy, they view lesbianism as this thing that is somewhat more acceptable than gay male homosexuality. I think much more. Because much because more. it's like, oh, well then you're after the same thing I they am. They mimic men. They mimic men. So they go well, up. In, in terms of in terms of desire, That's right? That's right. So they they go up, they move up the ladder. But a gay male falls from his perch. And a gay white male falls the furthest. Because suddenly you're supposed to have the world and then you're, you're get, you're, it's taken away from you. So you plummet. Mm. You plummet. Mm-hmm. And so I've accepted that. Like, I mean, it sounds like nihilistic that I would accept it. But I go, I have to live my life. I have to. And I, it's not like I'm not. I haven't given up. Sure. But I accept that there's going to be. Because also, I don't live in a bubble. You leave, the, you leave the West and you'll see what real homophobia oh, is. Yeah. And, yet, and that's when you go, okay, this is on. This is going to take centuries. Yeah, sure. sure. Uh, uh, you know what's crazy? This might make me sound like a lunatic. Oh, good. I believe. <laughs> oh, good. I believe. Because you've been so sane <laughs> yeah, and measured and measured. calm. Not a, a modicum of gay rage. Here we go. No. <laughs> I think we'll see a lesbian president before we see a gay male president. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Way more. I, I totally agree. I actually, I don't think that anyone will ever allow a gay male to and lead I'd this love, country. No. Lead this lo- great no. nation. Not, not, not a no, lesbian no. president. No, I'd not in this country. One. No. I just, it's so interesting because like, it's it's true. It's this thing of the disgust factor, yeah. and you know, whenever any, whenever and I'm anyone, I'm just so glad even, we brought sodomy back into uh, the discussion. Yeah, yeah. Sodomy wins. Uh, I will say this: whenever anyone even mentions the name Eminem, I'm like, you have to understand, like the rapper, the rapper, the rapper Eminem. Of like, course, I know yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. I wanted to clarify for the Check listeners, for everybody, for the, for the listeners. All right, so listen, when when he dictated in popular culture, and he was inescapable. Oh, he was uh, gigantic. And and this is when I was like forming as like a middle okay. schooler. That's interesting. So okay. so so mm-hmm. the po- most popular musician, what people heard in their ears, right. right to the brain, was Eminem saying 
gay men are disgusting. Yes. Disgusting. Lyrics about him him using the word faggot, and it's the way you say faggot when you're a straight man. We could say faggot. Yeah. Gay men, uh, straight men, they say faggot. Yeah. And it's it's a, ooh, it hurts. Yep. And he would use that word, and he would talk about gays, and then follow it up with sound effects like ugh. And then everyone soaked that in. Yeah. It wasn't they just brought him. It to school all hip hop music did uh, that. All hip hop music. Rap. Let's be honest. And that's it. Honestly, tremendous, tremendous yeah. amounts of you know film and television shows, everything. You know, I was also watching that interview with you, and you could you couldn't say the word tits, but you could say the word faggot. Of course. And they wouldn't. They would. But beep out tits. Yes. Yeah. And they wouldn't beep out faggot, which is hate speech. See, they shouldn't, to me, they, they shouldn't bleep out anything. anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I agree with mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. But if we're going to have standards and practices, wow. Yeah. Is tits hurting anyone? Is faggot potentially hurting someone? Yeah, it's different. So this, it's like, who makes the decisions about this stuff? Who dictates culturally what's happening? It's like, it has been hard it's yeah. tough and it's only in the past i think three four five I, I, years I'd say maybe three to five years that's when the penny something changed three to five years ago yeah. i'm not exactly sure what it was culturally that did it but something suddenly uh we were at the tipping point mm-hmm. and i think suddenly society went it was like over 50 percent that said you know what that kind of virulent homophobia is not cool yeah, yeah. and something changed right and who knows what it is i don't think it was a particular person in pop culture no i, I don't think it was but now it's like you got like this is actually kind of interesting I'd like your take on it do you know Troy Sivan the pop singer do you know the song Bloom that he just came out with it's about bottoming it's about it's a huge pop star it's a, he's, it's a big pop song I bloom I bloom just for you it's what? it's all about it's it, like the lyrics leading what? up to the chorus he was on Saturday Night Live as a musical guest he was, he's, he's a major Troy pop Sivan. star he's Australian his name's Troy Sivan he's actually going to be in the new movie with uh, Nicole Kidman called Boy Erased oh, Boy Erased about, about conversion, conversion therapy, therapy. Yes. he's a major star he's a pop star Twink extraordinaire. Um, <laughs> wow. Yes. And he is... I'm, I'm blown away. His his big single right now is called Bloom. It's about bottoming. What? And, he, and, and everyone knows that and it's he, about yeah, bottoming. He, re- he released He's it. Not, really? Tweeted about it. Hashtag bops about bottoming. It's... Wow, that's- it's it's pretty remarkable that, to me. That's well, that's remarkable. I'm like actually, I'm I'm gobsmacked. I can I can't even speak. Great, because it's not even about being the top. It's like no, no, no. I mean, no. for Receiving. God's sake, gay men shame each other for bottom. Oh, sure, for God's into my sake. garden, I got so much to show ya. The mountains and the waters, I'm begging just to know ya. It's true, baby. I've been saving this for you. And then the pre-chorus is all about how he's like, please hold my hand before you. Before you like, what is it? Hold it's, my um, hand before you go in. I or need you to hold my hand if I get scared now. <laughs> I might tell you to take a second, baby, slow it down. You should know why. You, you should know why. why. I bloom. I bloom. Wow. Just so anyway, we'll about- see. Making me, you're gonna make me cry. Yeah, right. Oh, we're gonna listen to it afterwards, and we're gonna have an emotional moment. It's 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 wonderful. It's great. And you know what? When Troy Sivan first came out a few years ago, I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" No, thank you. Was doing that thing of I don't oh, want to see another how game. How dare yeah, he? Yeah. But now, like, I think the community at large, like, and we yeah. celebrate him. I think we're everyone's just starting to rally around this guy. Like, oh, great. Like, and this you know is- what? Wonderful to the to the credit of some of the other pop stars wow. that are featuring him. He's on Ariana Grande records. He came out. Taylor Swift brought him out at her concert. They performed "My My My" together. His other song, like you know, whatever you think about those pop whatever stars, whatever you think about them, they're still it's a fucking bottom pop star, y'all. A bottom pop star coming out <laughs> singing about his asshole. His his asshole. I, I see this really shock you. Yeah, it shocks me. That's great. Well, yeah, I actually am. I don't know what to say. 
Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, wow, that's, I didn't even, maybe it won't take 200 years. Right. And, and you <laughs> maybe, know what? maybe one, 170. You know what? Well, for president, I don't know. Oh, no, that's a pop star. <laughs> we can get pop star. But the thing well. is, too, it's like, you know what they've always done is this, like, straight men have always done, what do you mean there's no gay? What about Elton John? It's like, Okay, but like he sorry. wasn't singing about gay sex. I know, and I'm sorry, that... Elton John was closeted when I yeah. when I was young. No, he he got married. He didn't come out till he was an old man, not right. an old man, but he didn't. No, he no older. I mean, yeah. Freddie Mercury was in the closet. Yes, yep. and oh, then the, and you know, what about Bowie? Bowie? Bowie wasn't gay. Bowie yeah. just yeah. played with gay. Mick Jagger wasn't gay. They might have sucked one cock. Right. Big yeah. fucking right. deal. Right, I've right. eaten two pussies. It doesn't make me straight. No. <laughs> oh yeah, at least you're not really? golden. That's Yesterday, okay. that, that's a... no, I did it. No, but I've had sex with women. But when I was, no, the woman never accused me of being straight. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That's beautiful. It's the farthest I ever went with a woman is with two girls who actually knew that I was gay. And then it at was the like same safe. time. Yeah, at the same time. Oh, what good for you? Did you, have, did no, you actually? Ha- uh, no, bit dick wouldn't work. But the thing is, we, you know, what'd you do? Touch titties. Bleep that out, HPJ. You can't say titties. You can't say titties. Offend, S&P's offends going to get us. Um, wow. Offends people, Joe. Oh, <laughs> you mean Sarah Jessica Parker? You just dropped the J? <laughs> oh, we're done with the J. We're done with s and It's all s and If she S&P. came out and said she was now Sarah Parker, yeah. I would rise to my oh. feet, bitch. I would say, yes, honey, you reinvent. Finally. <laughs> reinvent, honey. If she announced that at a Cynthia Nixon event, I would. Oh, God. It's like, she might win. She I would might make her win. win. That's what she needs to That's do to help Cynthia win. She needs to come out and say, my name is Sarah Parker. <gasps> what? And everyone's going to be like, what? Oh, my God. Kim <laughs> Cattrall the- will come out. She's like, I'm Kim Jessica Cattrall. Oh, my oh God. God. That's where the J went. <laughs> yep, she took it. Kim found it. She took it. She absorbed it. <laughs> Hiding it in her pussy all these years. There you go. Here's oh, a I J. Found, found it, Sarah, you bitch. <laughs> Sarah's J. Sarah's J. Where's Sarah's J? Oh my God. Fucking, uh, what's her face? Kristen Davis is like, I'm here too, guys. They're like, who? What was that? The wind? Who's that woman with two names? (laughs) Get lost. Two names. Two named loser. (laughs) Kristen Davis. With a a, a sibilance heavy name. Yeah, very. Very heavy. Unsung unsung hero of the films. Uh, (laughs) I do have to say, I will will hate myself if I don't tell you this to your face. We don't want you to hate yourself. I feel like if they don't, if, if you're not approached by the crown to portray Elizabeth in her later years. <laughs> Olivia Colman who? That is absolutely my dream. Yeah. My delusional dream that I will play the queen from like 40 to 60. Because yeah. you out of, you give me Claire Foy. Out of anybody else? No, but out of any other act, actor, uh, I mean, actress? I'm, why not? You resemb- I wouldn't do it. I, I look just you like look her. You look just like her. I mean, it's... The bone the, structure is it's uncanny. Exact. Yes. Like, I mean, it's... And I wouldn't do it campy. No. And I've no. been preparing for this moment. Yeah. I've actually been preparing a queen for the crown yes. that is a little... That is more realistic yeah. than my queen. Right. So I've been watching that show. Well, it's the greatest it's wonderful and I've, i mean i'm upset and i watched the i'm actually this is embarrassing but i've been watching a lot of old footies of elizabeth which i would do anyways right just because i want because i when i'm approached by the people of yes. the crown We're gonna make to play the older queen i want them to know that i'm gonna do her honor yeah and of course we might have to wear a lot of like turtle things you might have to do we may have short, to. but sure. you know what it, it, i i'm I'll probably make you forget Claire Foy. 
I, I, I bet you. I, I bet, bet you, you will. will. I bet you, you will. Know I have met? a feeling it might be Miami. Yeah, it that's will. gonna be Miami. You know who we met? Who? Um, Matthew. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Who plays? Oh, he's so Philip. Good. He's, he's so very good and also very Henry. sexual energy. You can tell. You can tell, but like very with, sexual with energy. us, we were like, are you? Hang like, on us. He he literally he's goes, one of those. He's he, one of those. Oh, he's one of those straight men that is so secure, so secure that they can flirt with anyone. Yeah. Max Mickelson from Panables like that. Oh really? Oh yeah. Just like he doesn't care who wants to fuck him. It's like if you want to fuck him, that's good. For yeah. Sort of infuriating though. But he, yeah. I, I think I was wearing something, and he goes to me like, "It suits you," oh. and I was like. My basement flooded. Bedroom eyes at both of us. Yeah, he was. Well, you know, he he he's he's got like. He's got sexual energy. He's got very sexual energy. And I think it's interesting because, I mean, I I really love the way their relationship is portrayed Mm -hmm. because they really get to the carnal center of Elizabeth. And I've always, actually almost all my characters are pretty carnal. But she's, you always knew that woman was getting Rogered regularly. Yeah. Really? I think so. And she made it, I mean, I think she made it very clear from her hat selection (laughs) and her clothing choices that she liked it a little rough. I I think she made it very clear by a yellow hat she wore at Ascot in 1978 that that told us she liked it. In the poop shit. Yeah. Oh, and she liked it when he pulled her hair. That was in 1981. We're going to see her on and, her last day in in, Winston, in Westminster Abbey. And yes. I remember going. That brooch says you like your you like nipple clamps. Ah. But I and I don't know how kinky they got, but to sustain a marriage that long, oh, come of course on. he was screwing around. Yeah, of she course. could not screw around. But I think she knew what she was getting. She got a big Greek stud, mm-hmm. and she you could tell she wanted them. Yeah. And he made it. And he she said, "You just got to give it to me regularly. And yeah, yeah, I'll be fine." Yeah. And um and I I like the way they portray their love affair. They portray that whole. You knew you know that Philip he couldn't possibly be. Lo- why would how oh, could he, he, he wouldn't how, be loyal ever no, of no, course no. not but I think she knew but yeah. I think you know I'm yeah, just, now is. I'm thinking about who is going to be my Philip when I play I him. think they're gonna get um, this is a difficult question someone with a sharp nose who's playing Philip sharp now with, who's nose. playing Philip in the Olivia, Col- Olivia I Coleman I don't know if, they, if they've cast that they probably have I just you know Miss Helena is playing um, Helena's playing Margaret. Uh, Margaret yeah 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 Hel- Helena, Helena Bonham Carter. Carter is playing Margaret oh that's a good choice it I, is good wacky but, but I, I like it I think Helena resembles Claire Foy more yeah the facial structure yeah. I think she might have to have her, her jawline smashed and rearranged yeah we might have to get <laughs> facial reconstruction surgery sure 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 I I think that Helena can't play Elizabeth no. because her instincts are too quirky and wacky. Totally, totally. No, she can't play Elizabeth. But I'm just saying in terms of resemblance. And then Olivia looks yes. like, uh, uh, what's her face? Um, uh, Kirby. Uh, Vanessa, Vanessa Kirby. Kirby. Yeah. Would it be anyway. wrong for uh, Liam Neeson to be my fellow? No, I wouldn't. Liam I would wouldn't, be that, great. That would be amazing. That wouldn't be against the law. I'm trying to think of someone Not, with, a, with a gaunter face. A gaunter face. Right, right. Ooh, someone a, like... Um, that's a good That's a good. Oh, one. gaunter. <gasps> Maybe like a... Not like a Colin Firth. I was going to say like a Pierce Brosnan. But he's not gaunt. What am I saying? No. He's also I don't. I'm not a fan. Okay, you know what? Let's go with Liam. I, Liam's a great Philip to you. I think he'd be good. I think we'd be good together. But it doesn't matter. All, yeah. As long as you're, as long as I you're Elizabeth, as long as you're Elizabeth, that is all I want. <laughs> you have the Windsor face. I remember it, it's true. Like I grew up in a, you know, I grew up in a large family. I grew up in a. My mother was a very big monarchist. And you know, in Canada, Canada, you, Canada yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what it's like. Right, I mean, yeah, she literally is. She's, she's still, the she's ruler of Canada. She's on her money. Yes. She's our monarch. Yeah. She's 
queen. And I can't help but I feel love for her. I love her. I love and, her. And I know when she dies, I'm not working that day. That's it. Oh, it's, oh, the whole economy of the UK is going to shut down for just, a it's, week. It's just not. Really? It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It will take me a while to get over it. Do you care about the weddings? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's Ms. Markle, she's acceptable? Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I was, she's she's, she's the breath of fresh air. They yeah. yes, you know. exactly. But I don't know what we're talking about with Queen. Uh, uh, I'm just saying that you you must. Play oh that. yeah, and it's funny because I and, and so I grew up in this family where my, where my mother would have a picture of her family. We had a family in the foyer, like of our family, but it was small, and then a huge picture of the royal family. Mm. And, and and this whole time, people would the kids in the hall, Mark particularly, would say, "You look like the Queen." I go, "I." I don't know. And so Mark wrote this piece called It's a Fact, which was about this little red-haired girl that runs into the camera and goes, it's a fact. And they would do these crazy little fact things. And Mark said, it's a yes. fact. And the first one was, it's a fact. The queen doesn't know her ABCs. So and I would be, ew, one, ew, A, B, C, D, X, Q, Y, 7, 11, ew, Chesterfield coat. And... <laughs> And it would be all like, and, uh, I, and, and so they said, uh, so they made me as the queen. It was a one-off, and I went into the makeup uh, with Judy and Jerry, our, our our makeup and hair wizards. And they, Judy, Jerry was making me up, and she was like, oh, "What's happening?" She was, she didn't have to do. She said, "I don't have to do that much." And then Judy wow. came over with the wig, and they put it on, and 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 then, you know, Jerry and Judy are like, "Look in the mirror," and I was like, "This is." weird and i mean and marco i knew it i knew it and i walked out of the trailer i'm even getting chills thinking about it because it was such a i remember the moment so clearly and everybody looked and went "Ah!" and i remember the crew looking and going "Eh, it's too much and i'd never even practiced my voice i'd never as a lot of the kids in the hall it came about as we were getting made up we didn't we wouldn't even know how we were going to play anything right and i remember the voice came instantly and i went hello <laughs> and I just started waving to people, and I instantly became her. And yeah. it was a, it was a trans an immaculate conception. It was a transformative moment, and I went. I have her bone structure. Yeah. I look like the lost Windsor. And I remember we had did a little piece and then we had some extra time. This ne- almost never happened. We were, it was on a film shoot, one of our, our film shoots. And then we improvised this whole piece that came out of nowhere, which is where the queen walks the little red haired girl <laughs> off the end of a dock, gives her a bunch of stones and says, jump out, there's guild at the bottom. <laughs> and I was trying to drown her because the queen always drowned redheads because they were yes, bad yes, luck. Yes, oh my yes, god, yes. I didn't know. Yes. And it was all improvised, and it, it became the credit, the the closing credit sequence. And then from then on, <laughs> I was off and running. So I you know, mean, wow. it's, it's and it's the only celebrity impersonation impression. It's the only one, the Wait, only one that's ever been on the show. Here's something I pulled from I, like the Edward thing. Mm-hmm. Was that a real rumor that he was gay? Oh God, yeah. Yes. Okay, I, I like, I'm not familiar it's with the still a rumor, thing. is it? Really? Not? Oh yeah. Because then I thought like, uh, yeah. wow, the scandal that would erupt if one of the royal family was gay. Like what that must feel like. Well, it it, it couldn't have happened. Yeah. No. Um, oh, there was lots of rumors. He worked for Andrew Lloyd Webber, was it, or what? Who was not Andrew oh. Webber? Was um, oh, I don't know that. Someone like that. No, he wasn't gay. Some musical guy though. Sure, sure, Sondheim? sure. Might have been Sondheim. Someone. I don't remember. Because there but was a, he was in the theater joke uh-huh. in, the, in the sketch. Yes, yeah, it must yeah, have yeah. been then. But you know, no, they couldn't. He could not have been gay. I mean, but I. Who knows what he is? I, yeah. I don't know, but that was absolutely a rumor. Yeah, wow. yeah, that that yeah, reality. Totally if that's true, though, that reality of any royal family member realizing that about themselves, but that's has to be absolutely that's terrifying. going to happen. Yeah, of course it oh, is. It will. I mean. Yeah. Once we, as soon as we get a, a lesbian president, we are going to get 
a gay member of the royal family. And, I don't oh, yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, they're already there, but they'll be an no, open one. I know, I know. Yeah, an yeah, open yeah, gay yeah. one. They yeah. are already there. They're oh, there. That's so sad. Oh, oh yeah. Lots we can't of even think there. about that. Anyway. <laughs> should we move on? We yeah. should move on okay. to I Don't Think So, Honey. This is our segment where we take one minute to rail against something in pop culture that's just, we hate it. We, we hate, hate it. it. We hate it. We need to talk about it passionately. So you're going to see us do it. Okay. And then uh, we'll ask you to do one as well on a, for, on a topic of your of your choosing. Okay? Oh! Perfect. Scott Thompson's going to do it. I don't think so. Now, this is huge. Okay. Do you have one that you want to do or should I go? Uh, you should go. <laughs> you should go. Okay. Um, this is Matt Rogers' I don't think so, honey. I don't know where this one's going to go. I'm just going to leave with my heart. Uh, his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People at the bar who get their drink and still stand at the bar wow. so that no one else can get there. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you something. It's it's you straights. Oh. Because it doesn't really happen at the gay bar because we have some sense. Sure. And also you want to go off and talk to people. Mm. You straight people are so boring. <laughs> you have nothing more to do than create drama by standing at the bar. I met Northern Territory yesterday in Greenpoint. It was a zoo. It was just, and not because it was crowded. It was a zoo because it was animal-like behavior. And it's animal-like behavior. It's not dignified to get your cocktail and stay there. Move out of the way, Terrence. Oh. Says, I need to, I don't know, this is the name I picked. Because I need to order a drink and I can't do it from back here. And guess who else you're pissing off? The fucking bartender who's busting their ass, who also wants to get a new piece of client ass right there up at the bar so she can have a new drink roll through. This is a system, honey. And if you're not ready to operate in the system you're not ready to be in this establishment i don't think so honey and that's one minute wow you are raising a, your fist a new piece of client robin ass. is down robin, from that. I don't robin think agrees so, honey. wow well done you gotta cycle out okay yeah 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 yeah, yeah and neither sure. you can say nothing because you know i'm right uh what does cycle out mean Cycle out. Like, just like if the, I'm here, the, the if, if you're the bartender, I say, hi, can I get a gin and tonic? Yeah. I get it. We do the transaction. I cycle out, honey. Cycle. I turn around and I walk my ass to another part of the bar. Beautiful. That's how that works. Cycle so the, out. So the, the homo behind me, aka me, yeah. can go up there and order a drink. Ooh, I'm going to do one. I'm going to do one that might be a little, little controversial. But is it's it, about is the it culture. John McCain related? All right, here we go. <laughs> This is Bell and Yang's I Don't Think So Honey and his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. People g- 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 distributing this fucking clip of John McCain shooting down that crazy old lady at his rally for calling Obama an Arab and his whole rebuttal is, no, he's a decent man who we just happen to disagree. I mean, yes, that was an okay response, but people are lionizing this in this way that is, that is just tr- trying to like uh, lionize the bare fucking minimum. First of all, the implication, I remember so clearly this day in 2008, I watched Matter that night. She made a joke about how, wow, an Arab, an Arabic person and a decent family man would never intersect in the same person, right? Like, yeah, like that's the implication. It's shitty. Like John McCain is whatever. I'm not one of these people who's dancing on his grave, but I'm saying let's go through different things in the highlight reel and say this is like he, in terms of policy, he pushed this through. Why go, why focus Mm. on this? interaction that really just Five should seconds. be the norm instead of like heralding it as this gorgeous manna from the political gods and that's one minute i agree with you i think the whole thing is getting blown out of proportion literally on both sides because it because it's like a but people are i mean we're, we're a day out he yeah. passed away yesterday we're recording this on the what 26th like he like people every news site is like wow remember when john yeah. mccain did this and yeah. i'm like yo but on the opposite side i think that 
to insinuate that he's saying, no, it's not an Arab, he's a good person, is also going too far. I think that I, I think it's going too far, and I, I get that people you know, come for me or whatever, but the thing is, he, in a moment of this woman saying, this person's a bad person, they're an Arab, he, in a political moment where everyone was watching, said to her, no, this is not, he's not a sure. bad person. It's, that's the energy. So people acting like him saying, he's not an Arab, he's a good person, that is not what he's saying. And I think on both sides, we need to fucking cool it. Sure. That's I mean, like, I I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's, but, pe- like, I'm trying to, like, pull the tension backwards. Like, but everyone's building this thing up. I think that there's, I think it's so unfortunate that we're fixating on this clip I as agree. his lifelong legacy when there's other things. That's what I'm saying, ne- is that there's this fixation negative. on the clip. And I'm saying it's not that remarkable. Well, I mean, it's good that he shot her down, but I'm saying, like, like, Feingold, McCain, like, talk about the things that he did in his political life and not just this interaction that he had with a crazy totally person. Agree. I think they should have focused on how gorgeous he was when he was When he, he was, was younger, yeah, he was a I mean, we're daddy. losing folk. Yeah, <laughs> truly. I mean, let's bring it back to what's really important. His looks. I agree with you. I think it's this whole thing of, like, assuming we can have a smarter intelligent about this when we're not dealing with smart people, we're dealing with Americans. Yeah. Um, oh! Sorry, bitch! <laughs> Uh-huh. You notice we kept quiet. We kept quiet. Us Canadians. <laughs> yeah, continue to keep quiet. Okay, um, this is Scott Thompson's. I don't think so, honey. Unless, do you have a? Do oh have no, a I don't. No, I'm no, I'm because I don't real because oh, no. Scott, you don't want to do one. This no. is this is okay. You know what? Well, I just say there's a few things that I want. I, I, I I've had such a good time, and I feel like this might derail me. Listen, because I mean, I know what I want to talk about. I know it's going to be controversial. And all I right, just okay, don't. okay, okay. Well, then and I'd rather save it for tonight when you're going to oh, see it on stage. This is, okay, good. So this is historical. We've never had a guest decline, which is we that honor, honorable. Which never. no, 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 no. It's, it's honorable. It's honorable. I we think will, that the only exactly it's an honorable thing for me to not do that. I, I have this, too much respect for you to I demand too much that respect you for Scott follow Thompson. my fucking rules. Who the hell am I? Some stupid queer? I think <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I can't believe I said no. No, I don't Scott, no, Tom, do Scott I think Thompson. I think that's punk rock. Is what a trailblazer. <laughs> Truly, true. I'm not even. I'm not even being facetious. Like this is. We will honor this. Like, but I will say, any other guest would be like, no, you have to. No, do no. One. Any other guest that comes on here and says they don't want to do one, you can go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You're not. <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, of course, I railed about other things during the. You the certainly did. You railed and railed. And look, and this is, and this is a thing where the first person gets all the attention. You know not what? the second. Not the third. There will never be a second or a third. It's only Scott Thompson. You know what? What? What is it you say? I don't think so, honey. You know, honey, I don't think so, honey. Here's what I hate is you go on a podcast and the host asks you, oh, they do a bit that they always do all the time and it really works. And everybody that comes on our show does it. So you're going to do it. I hate that. You know what? I don't want to do your stupid bit, honey. Okay. It might work for you, but it ain't working for me. Okay. But you know know what? Here's the thing, bitch. And you know what? Here's the thing, bitch. I've given you one hour, 23 minutes and 22 seconds. And now you're asking me to do something something that you guys have been working on for months and months and months oh. and you've worked all the bugs out and now you're gonna throw me under the bus with your bit i don't think so oh. and guess what bitch you just fell on the trap because you just did it, yeah. and, it was, and it was a sleigh and that's the new generation coming up and so outsmarting you and out winning you damn you i, I am spartacus <laughs> i do not count that as an I don't think so because I want this to be canon. Scott Thompson did not want to do one and we ex- we honored that. Time's up. Time's up.
Our time. Oh no, our our time is up. Time's That's what up. I mean. No, I'm just saying time's up because it's a good thing to say. Because it's a good thing to say. Um, uh, wow. I mean, this was very meaningful. This was a very meaningful here. interaction. It was great. A Honorable great time, guys. Truly, truly wonderful. Much more fun than I thought I would have. Like really, when you get that. A well, lot. when you're called. <laughs> I mean, I knew you were fun, but I did when you called me honorable. I thought, oh, it's gonna be an honorable. Ew, no, ew, 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 you know ew, that ew. was a bad choice of words on my part. That I yeah, you up. fucking suck. I suck. <laughs> I hate you, Bowen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. bad. <laughs> That was bad words. <laughs> that was just our way of, of of just blowing smoke up all of our asses. <laughs> okay, yeah, wow. The first two minutes of this podcast really was that. I was like, you know, I'm happy I didn't have uh, grow up with you because I would have been really overwhelmed. Like <laughs> a stupid twink. Yeah. So disingenuous. I got called an aging uh, twink the other day, and I was like, "You go fuck yeah, yourself." Yeah, no, no, but wait, that's the best kind of twink. Aging twink. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I gotta love myself. Yeah. Wow. Right, Joe. You do. You'd fuck me, right? Thank you, Joe. <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh yeah, if you have advice for Joe, if you have tips for Joe to to live his best life, let I'm us telling know. You, that litter uh, separator is is something. It's working for someone. It's working for it's, it's working, working for, for someone. Joe, <laughs> uh, check out Joyful. Scott's album. Not a fan. Uh, the the re-release of the book, Buddy Babylon. And uh, next time he's in New York, please check him out. Uh, if he's doing Après le Deluge again. Après le Deluge. Après le Deluge. Uh, Scott, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Perfect. And we, we, we end on a song. With a song. Here we go. What, what if God, God was one of us? It's Sunday. Just, Just a slob. Like, like is it slob or snob? I think in Austin Powers it was slob. Slob like one of us. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 